everyone. This is Jeffrey Kerr. I'm here today with actor Alan Campbell, who at the time of this recording is currently in rehearsals for the Judson Theatre Company's upcoming production of Agatha Christie's Witness for the Prosecution, which he'll be starring in the role of Sir Wilfred Robarts. Good afternoon, Alan. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing good. And you? Very well. Very well. Cold here, but good. Yeah. So, Alan received a Tony Award nomination in 1995 for his performance as Joe Gillis in the original Broadway production of Sunset Boulevard, starring the one and only Glenn Close. He has also appeared on Broadway as Sam Carmichael in Mamma Mia and as Michael Wiley in Susan Stroman's Contact. Television audiences may also know Alan from his five seasons as Derek on Jake and the Fats Man with William Conrad and from co-starring with John Ritter on the Three's Company sequel series, Three's a Crowd. His feature film credits include Universal's A Simple Wish with Martin Short, Mara Wilson, and Kathleen Turner, Weekend Warriors, directed by Bert Convey, and the recently completed Uncle Frank with Paul Bettany. Ellen is also a resident of North Carolina and a founding director of Theatre Raleigh, so to start things off, how are rehearsals going? Good. Really, really good. We did a lot of work before we arrived because the rehearsal schedule is kind of short. It's mm-hmm. a lot, 68 pages of uh, courtroom type dialogue and a lot of people arrived haven't done their homework so it's been kind of a, a fast process but we're having a great time well yeah i imagine it's like that with a lot of regional theaters yeah it depends on the piece i guess but this piece in particular because uh the courtroom stuff and you know uh, agatha christie's incredibly literate language uh is something that i think a lot of americans are not always completely uh, used to, so it, it requires a little extra work. How familiar were you with the works of Agatha Christie prior to this? Well, I, you know, obviously I've read some of the things. I've been aware of, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the Hercule Poirot series uh, with David Suchet. I've watched a lot of her things. The movies, you know, they're, they're remaking a lot of her classics that have been released in theaters, big budget movies lately. I don't think she's ever gone away. She's always been one of the most popular writers, if not the most popular in her genre. But I have never uh, done an Agatha Christie play. This is my first. And so I'm kind of thrilled to be able to experience what she, I, I understand, was her favorite play that she wrote. Mm. So it's kind of fun. Well, yeah, she seems to be one of those writers whose works get reinterpreted to this day, like William Shakespeare and Charles Dickens. Absolutely. Well, because she had kind of defined the genre, you know, it's when you realize that everything from Perry Mason to Law and Order to almost every courtroom-centric piece of writing and history writing that is common for us today uh, in all of entertainment kind of has filtered down from from not only this piece, but some of the other things that uh, she's written. But this piece is really, really formative in terms of uh, courtroom dramas in the English language. And so what made you want to do this show? (laughs) Everything I just said. Ah. It's just, uh, it's a challenge to play this character, Wilfred Robarts. It was a challenge. You know, a lot of people know the movie, the Billy Wilder film, Oh. Uh, with uh, Charles Lawton and Elsa Lancaster uh, and uh, Tyrone Powell, Marlene Dietrich. It was not written by Christie, the screenplay. So this is a this is a bit more true to her original concept, but uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a great entertainment. It's just 
really the best who done it i think out there it's it's kind of an amazing ride for the audience extremely literate and surprising at every turn well uh, yes and billy wilder may, is likely going to come up again later in the interview but going back to the beginning how did you first get started in the theater well, I actually started as a musician, as a singer, and I had like a cover band, you know, did, made my money in high school singing in a rock band. And then when I got to, to university, I, I tried out for literally almost everything. I didn't study theater uh, in college. I, I have a business degree, but I got in every single play and every music group I possibly could as an extracurricular. And throughout my experience, I, I guess I enjoyed it so much that I decided that I really wanted to at least try to pursue a career in the theater uh, and in music after college and uh, just see what happens. And assuming that, well, if, if I was unable to make a living at some point, uh, if the kind of universe conspired to put me on another path, I would take the hint. But I certainly wanted to give it my best. 40 almost years later, I'm still at it. So it's been a wonderful ride. Mm. Yes. And as I previously mentioned, you originated the role of Joe Gillis in Andrew Lloyd Webber's stage musical adaptation of the 1950 Billy Wilder film Sunset Boulevard on Broadway. How did you get involved with that? I was living and working in L.A. I'd finished the five years on Jacob the Fat Man. It, you know, it, it was kind of a little serendipity. I hadn't been singing much, and I missed it. So I was kind of taking voice lessons with a guy who had been preparing some other local musical actors to audition for Sunset Boulevard. And he just mentioned to me that I was the right type for it, the right age, and kind of the right voice. And he said, you ought to, you know, you ought to let your representatives know. And audition yourself. And that's literally how it started. They were coming to LA. They had gone to London, New York, LA over the course of several months to audition actors. And so I said, I have, I have nothing to lose. I didn't have a job at the time. The series had ended and I was kind of looking for my next challenge and the next piece of work. Originally, I'd always wanted to be in musical theater for about a year and a half in New York before I, I moved to LA uh, for a TV job. I was trying my best to get into a big Broadway musical, but never, never could get my foot in the door. So the opportunity to then kind of reinvent myself and kind of go back to what my first passion really was, combining all the things that, you know, dance, music, and acting that I thought would be the most gratifying, I, I jumped at the chance and began the audition process towards Sunset Boulevard. Well, yeah. In fact, uh, at the time of this recording, this Sunday will actually mark the 25th anniversary of the show opening on Broadway. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. In fact, uh, how long were you in the Broadway production? I, I was in it the whole time. I did it for nine months in L.A. when they first rehearsed and put the new version together. They'd moved it from uh, the West End, recast, rewritten large portions of it, and I guess it's Lord um, Andrew Lloyd Webber now, and the, the powers that be decided that they wanted it to premiere in L.A. It was a story about a movie star surrounded by the, the glamour of Hollywood and work on it out there, hopefully for a, a transfer to Broadway. So I did it for nine months there. We had a few months break, and then I did the entire run in New York. I think almost 1,200 performances, and it took us through 1993 through 97. 
and through Glenn Close, uh, Betty Buckley, and um, Elaine Pace. George Hearn, Alice Ripley, and I were all there the entire Broadway run. Mm. And of course, Judy Kuhn had done Betty Schaefer in Los Angeles, but was unable to continue with the show because she was pregnant with her daughter. So uh, Alice uh, took over the role in New York. Well, yeah. In fact, I've interviewed uh, Karen Mason, who was the standby for Norma Desmond a couple years and I ago. Should have, and I should have mentioned Karen. She was unbelievable. She was a stalwart during the entire run. And it, it was amazing because you can imagine uh, the difficult work of, you know, if Glenn called out for any reason, you know, you do get sick, people get colds or the flu. And she had to go out there in front of an audience that was expecting to see Glenn Close. And she, every time she set foot on that stage, she won them over. And it was just a phenomenal piece of work. She is one talented lady. I have a lot of respect for Karen Mason. Oh, yeah. In fact, I remember hearing Seth Rudetsky say on the radio one day that never be disappointed in the understudy because you'll never know they might someday become a star. It's absolutely true. And, and the great thing about it is sometimes when the understudy steps on the stage, the other actors, because it's a different, they kind of lean in and are energized in a way that can sometimes make those performances even more thrilling because everybody is like kind of focused in a way because there's a new person on the stage, a new energy, a potentially slightly different timing and a different performance. And the actors become kind of hyper aware of supporting that person in a way that can make those performances thrilling. And I remember when Glenn Close returned to the role of Norma Desmond for a limited run on Broadway two years ago, you got to be in attendance on opening night. Yeah, I, I did. We, uh, Glenn and I have, have remained good friends over the years. and We see each other as often as we can, but not living in the same uh, city anymore. But she just called me and said, hey, I want you to be a, among my guests opening night. And I said, absolutely, I'll be there. And it was, it was wonderful. I, I had the best time, you know. And I was really happy that they chose to do it again, to do it in a very different way, which I thought honored the piece even more so. Because why do what you've done before? And it was gratifying to see that with a completely different interpretation, of course, the same central performance, but a completely different interpretation, it worked, as far as I was concerned, every bit as well. Just very, very different. And I know Glenn Close herself even mentioned in interviews during the run that she really wanted to do a completely different take on Norma Desmond's from what Absolutely. she did originally. In recent years, there's been quite a bit of talks of a Sunset Boulevard movie musical starring Glenn Close. What are your thoughts on that? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I would love to see it. I mean, it's the original film is so definitive that I think to do a a musical version would probably be really, really challenging. But I, I love the score so much. I love the original Billy Wilder film, obviously, that the musical is based on. And the musical is very faithful to the script. So uh, that wouldn't be uh, much different. And I also think, Lord, whoever scores among his best and most evocative, especially of the period. In fact, I heard him say that. He was interviewed by Charlie Rose one time, and I was kind of amazed to hear him say, at least in this interview, that he thought it was his best score. You know, you think sometimes, oh, you think of Vida, and you, 
you, there's so many other scores that you think that he's done, but he said this, that he thought Sunset was his best score in terms of being evocative of the period and the feeling and the kind of dark quality of the piece. I think it would be wonderful. I'd love to see that happen. I think there are probably a lot of hoops to jump through to make that happen. So I certainly hope I, I would be able to see that one day, absolutely. And do you have any personal choices for who should play Joe Gillis? <laughs> oh, my gracious. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people. I mean, it, it would. I guess it depends on how they cast it age-wise. I mean, there's so many incredible uh, younger actors out there. I, I haven't really thought about it much but i think there's there's all kinds of, of wonderful young actors out there younger i think that that would that could play wonderfully you know people that i have movie careers which i imagine they'd want to go with you know any any number of people i think could do an amazing job um, like my idea for the role is actually jake gyllenhaal yeah, and and also the the gentleman that did the, the L.A. based musical. My gosh, I'm forgetting his name. Is it Ryan Gosling? Is that oh, it? La La Land. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a he's a wonderful actor. I think he'd be an interesting choice. And I know he has musical traps as as well as Jake, and that's important because it's difficult material to sing. A Andrew is not uh, not known for being real easy on singers, so. You can only uh, pledge it so much, and then whoever it does it really actually has to sing it. <laughs> so after Witness for the Prosecution, do you have any uh, other upcoming projects you'd like to share with us? I know you just filmed a movie earlier this year. Yeah, that Uncle Frank, which is Alan Ball, who had won an Oscar for American Beauty, has written a, a beautiful independent film called Uncle Frank, starring Paul Bethany, and I'm not sure a release date. And I've been working, developing a piece called Rock and Roll Man about the life and musical legacy of Alan Freed, who was a very early rock and roll pioneer, a DJ in Cleveland who actually coined the term rock and roll in the 50s and was the first person to play R&B on predominantly white radio stations and really kind of revolutionized the early days of rock and roll. And we've had a, a couple of uh, productions of it on its way, hopefully to Broadway and certainly they're hoping to tour it. So, you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that is still in the offing because that was a really joyful thing to be a part of. It almost sounds like the R&B equivalent to Memphis. Yeah, I mean, it has some similar qualities to it. I think the difference is, is that Rock and Roll Man uses both an original score and some of the great classics from that period. It's a biographical book musical that is a hybrid of both these existing classics like Smoke Gets In Your Eyes and Tutti Frutti. And, you know, we feature characters like Buddy Holly and Little Richard and uh, the drifters and the platters and doing the music that they made famous is wonderful with a wonderful original score by gary cupper so you know it's a, it's a challenging thing to get it right but the producers really believe in it and they are continuing to work to perfect the kind of hybrid quality of putting an original book musical with already existing classic songs so I'm keeping my fingers crossed in conclusion what advice would you like to give to any aspiring young performers out there 
have a balanced life, work on your craft, don't be too good for anything because it's amazing. I have managed to rest every bit as much satisfaction from working regionally and working smaller jobs than I have the big ones. If you're going to have any longevity in this business, it's great just to be able to be as versatile as you possibly can. And that is, if you can sing, work the singing, be an actor who moves, be able to do straight plays, be able to do musicals, understand the difference, and continue to work on your craft and never really be satisfied. Because for me, being able to do a lot of different types of medium from soap operas to sitcoms and everything else is the only reason that I think I still have something to offer because I luckily have been so fortunate that I've been able to work in these different mediums. That's a good thing for all actors to shoot from. Good acting and good work and good technique is universal across all mediums. So that's what I would say. Alan, I thank you very much for devoting your time to this interview. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. And for those who'd like to keep up with your career, where can they find you on the internet? AlanCampbell.net. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> so be sure to catch Judson Theatre Company's production of Witness for the Prosecution. It will be playing at the Bradshaw Performing Arts Center from November 21st through 24th. For more information, please visit www.judsontheatre.com slash Witness for the Prosecution. So thanks again for joining me today, Alan. Thanks so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Okay, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and rehearsal. Thanks so much. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash podcast and follow the simple instructions. Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at CareReviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.